OC Hobbies podcast, unfortunately. As you guys have experienced, pretty much all we have is hobbies these days because people are not really going outside, either by choice or because they're afraid or because they think they're not allowed. Personally, I'm still going to work every day, but when I don't, I'm home here with my dog, so you can probably hear in the background, and my chubby cat. But if there was ever a time to have good mental health, or to watch your mental health, and have some kind of hobby that's not self-destructive, as in drinking, I don't know if that counts as a hobby, but some people think it is. Beer pong is not a hobby, in case you're wondering, but if there was ever a time to uh, be healthy and occupy your mind with things, now is the time. My dog is trying to occupy her mind by sticking her head in the cat's litter box. Still haven't figured out why that is something that dogs do. But, um, I used to have a regular podcast called The Podcast About Nothing, where I would start it out interviewing contestants on Ink Master, of all things, in uh, season five after I was a human canvas on the same season. And that was a pretty good run. And then, um, I came back as a guest, not a guest, but a canvas again in the redemption season. I think it was season three for the same artist, uh, Emily Elegato. Very sweet lady. Or sweet girl, rather. She's not an old, not that old ladies are old, but I'm just saying she's um, late 20s, maybe early 30s. But either way, talented artist. She was uh, only about six years in at the time. So now she's a lot more seasoned and still doing her thing. I'm sure she's suffering right now with people probably not in a rush to run out and get a tattoo with everything that's going on, but um, hopefully for anything bounces back, you know, she'll be back in business, as with all professionals and workers and all that, I, like I said, I'm still working, I'm in a security role, which never stops, so that's a blessing and a curse, but um, we're still heading out there, we're not considered heroes, like the main me- mainstream media makes it out to be, we're just doing our job. See it going away anytime soon, virus or no virus. So tonight and tomorrow night are actually my nights off, and I figured let me just finally get around to recording something because I recorded a promo, but with the idea of trying to you know interview other people that suffered from depression like I I do, and what they did to uh, combat it or occupy their minds, but it it just never got off the ground, and then um, all this started so. It's just been sitting there, unlistened to or unmade. So I figured, let me just put something out there for people to listen to. I'm sure everybody's trying to fill up their time with different things. I wish I had a guest to speak with outside of myself, but I don't. So all I can do is, if you're listening, thanks a lot, but um, is go over, I guess, how I was finally diagnosed or accepted that I was depressed because it started according to therapists that I eventually saw maybe back when I was a teenager one therapist suggested that I've been depressed one way or another for about half my life and um, personally I can kind of pinpoint the instance when it started now that I look back and I was probably closer to 21 or 22 years old but um, something that happened Pretty much from that date on, just changed my mentality and how I saw people and 
how I saw life in general. And without even realizing it, I just became less of a outgoing or outwardly cheerful person. I still think inside I'm perfectly fine and I crack people up all the time and tell jokes and all that, but it has to be prompted from me. Where Not that I was a class clown or running around like the village idiot or anything like that before that, but I was a lot more easygoing and I didn't care as much what people's reactions would be as I did do or not so much now, but for a good bulk of my adult life I did. And it just made relationships and pretty much doing anything harder than it should have been. And um, eventually it just all piled up on me one day on the way to work. I just, I was on the bus on the way to work and I just decided I don't want to do this. And uh, I did anything I could short of hijacking the bus to stop it and get off and just literally turned around and walked back home. I was living in California at the time, Sausalito, so you can imagine walking up hills is not exactly fun, but I didn't give a shit, I was just going to walk home, and I did, and then the next morning I went in and uh, spoke to one of my HR reps, who thankfully was understanding towards it, because it turned out his father had dealt with depression, he told me, you go home, you go on leave, and uh, we'll go from there, and I just went on medical leave for about three months, maybe a little bit more. And it was determined that the job I was doing at the time was also security, but a much uh, more involved and, frankly, higher paying role. But um, it was just not good for my mental health, pretty much just short of being a toxic environment. Ultimately caused by one person, but it wasn't something that he was doing deliberately. It was just his personality and mine just didn't mesh. And my coping mechanisms were just not there for it. So, going from a person that prided himself on not panicking, like, ever, to that, was um, pretty hard to swallow, you know? I mean, I literally, have, I keep saying literally apologize. I stood at Ground Zero during 9-11 from beginning to the end, helped set up a relief center, dragged people out of garages, all kinds of stuff. Probably a story if I do this podcast anymore. Um, I can go into detail from beginning to end on another date, but, and that didn't even phase me, and that should have been a hint at the time, because I was not impacted, like, personally at all, and I didn't even have what you would call, like, a PTSD from it, or post-traumatic stress syndrome, I was supposed to actually see a therapist after that, we all were, everybody that worked at my job at the time, we were all scheduled to see one, and I ended up getting a new job just in time to not have that done so that might have helped or it might have helped diagnose me sooner so what I took as a good thing not even reacting or caring it something that traumatic for everybody else was actually probably a bad thing anyway so you go from that to not being able to even go to work due to anxiety and, and just overall fear so that's a dramatic change for anybody and um, so I went from there, stayed on leave, ended up, and on top of that, just living in California was not financially feasible. So uh, packed up my stuff and moved to Texas, where I knew some people that could help me out for a short term until I was uh, healthy enough to start working again. But since then, I pretty much just, um, I wouldn't say underperformed, because I still do my job, but I set my career goals, if you want to call it a career 
a lot lower. Like, I'm just happy going to work, going home, and that's really it. You know, I'm not trying to advance or really done with being in charge of other adults. I mean, if you can't do your job without someone following you around, then you're doing the wrong job. You need to be in another business. And I'm tired of babysitting. And I don't know if that's from the depression or just coming out of the depression and realizing you're not too responsible for everybody else. And everybody else's failures are not your fault, that sort of thing. So, um, but that's where I am now. I mean, I still, no matter what I do and no matter how hard I try not to stand out, I, and it's not bragging, but I always end up in charge. So even now I'm still a supervisor, but um, I do it on a night shift. So it's really a lot less uh, involved and no, no, almost no stress at all. So it's right up my alley. Pays enough to pay the bills, pay the rent, feed the pets, and you know, do all the silly childish stuff I like to do. Not childish, because I'm sure there's plenty of adults that like what I like. You know, video games, movies, etc. But um, keeps me going. So we'll see if I try to advance any further. You know, the clock's ticking anyway, career-wise. You know, can I be? I mean, I see people a lot older than me, and positions that I used to have that are above what I have now so I know it's attainable it's just a question of if I want to do it I'm not sure that I do also during that whole period I ended up getting divorced it's another beast and another episode if I do one all by itself but I, I realized that I just am not really functional being around somebody else that doesn't have four legs uh, 24 hours a day so I am um, it took a long time to, I mean, I knew it almost from before the day I got married that it wasn't going to work because I just don't like sharing that much time with people. I'm just introverted. and um, But somehow I managed to last a total of 12 years married for five before we finally just said, you know what, this is not going to work. And we don't hate each other. We still talk and share a cat. So it's, um, it's not a acrimonious relationship or anything like that. I just couldn't do it anymore. And it was not fair to her either. Because she's very total opposite of me. And whoever says, oh, opposites attract, they're called opposites for a reason. They might make each other curious as to what the other side does. But ultimately, they're not good combinations. I don't care what anybody tells you. But there's a reason why they're called opposites. They repel each other, push each other away. And the same thing that... Um, made you different in the beginning is going to stay that way all the way through to the end. So, some people think they could change their partner or, you know, oh, they'll grow out of it or I'll oh, make them different. No, that's how they are. It's how they are by nature. And if anything, you're just forcing them to go against their own nature. And they either do it for the greater good of the couple or they're doing it despite themselves and they're really not happy doing it. And I think the quicker couples realize that, the better. Or the quicker that is made known on a wide scale, the better. Instead of this whole, oh, you guys are different, you should be a pair. No, there's nothing wrong with being exactly the same and liking the exact same things and being a couple. Those are the happiest couples I see. And people are like, oh, look at them, they're a couple of nerds, or they're a couple of artists, or they're a couple of whatever, or they're, you know, both game geeks or movie. Yeah, you know why? Because they both love the same thing and they both love being together, doing the same thing. What a revolutionary concept. Wow, who would have thought of that? So there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Not that pe- I don't know if people say there is something wrong, but there's this whole myth of completing what the other person is missing. No, that person is missing that thing because they want to. It's not because they're waiting for someone to give it to them. 
not that you can't enlighten people to new things and show them new things to do but um, for the most part if they don't like mountain climbing it's for a reason and you dragging them up to the top of a mountain is not making them a better person it's just indulging what you like to do at the sake of somebody else and then when they don't want to do it and you make them feel bad about not wanting to do it that's not helping anything either so find someone that actually does like to do the stuff you like there's nothing wrong with that and they might have another thing that you don't do that you can both try but at least you have that base love of something that you both want to do all the time like some people want to surf all the time or some people want to do yoga or rob banks god knows i don't know but i'm just saying have that core thing in common with someone don't look for somebody who's the total opposite of what you are I mean, a lot of times it's just physical attraction, and you don't give a damn what they're into, and it just turns out they're not into anything you are. But otherwise, you guys get along great in bed or otherwise, and that doesn't last either. So, um, trust me, I can tell you from experience. So, you know, be picky. There's nothing wrong with being picky, but find someone, you know, go to the places you like to go, and uh, that's where you're going to find people that like what you like. And you're more likely to find a long-lasting relationship there on a dating site or hanging out with your friends at the club or whatever the hell it is people do. I mean, I was so out of the dating loop for so long, I don't even know what people do anymore. But, you know, don't look for the opposite for the sake of an opposite or thinking it's because there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You do what you do. Find someone who likes to do what you do and you'll be happier for it. I'm sorry this turned to a freaking dating advice podcast, but just sort of rambling so if anybody who is not bored by now thanks for hanging in there but um, anchor kept sending me notifications hey make a podcast so it's like all right fine i'll do one my dog's are staring at me right now saying why is he talking to thin air sorry guys that is noche in the background always wagging his tail coco who does not move unless it's absolutely necessary or involves food and nala the meanest cat on earth who's passed out through this whole entire thing and not even paying attention we are a happy quartet here in Austin, Texas, and um, without them, I don't know what I'd be doing. I mean, I'm not suicidal or anything, but I'd probably be doing something self-destructive, so at least I've got these three to keep me occupied and uh, keep me with a routine. Routines are important. They sound boring, but it's good to have one. I never used to, and uh, I'm better off now that I do. But again, all of these things, mostly, I can only speak from my own experience. I can't tell you what will and won't work for you. But, um, let's see. Not sure what else to go into right now. Like I said, this is just something to fill up some time, about 15 minutes. And um, if anybody listens to it or has a suggestion or resonates with anything that I said, then maybe I'll do another one or we'll do regular ones. I'm just going to have to find another name for this podcast because anticipate finding many guests these days but um i do or do have an archive somewhere there's some episodes on youtube if you look up the podcast about nothing but they might be so old that they don't even show up in the algorithm anymore but if you do find it and you see a cat in a hot dog costume with a psychedelic background or with fairy wings that's my podcast because from what i understand there's more than one podcast about nothing we were on at the same time didn't hold any animosity towards each other so we just did what we were doing but um i, I want to say on my own youtube channel which is called pan podcast there's at least six or seven maybe hour an hour and a half long episodes where i actually interview people you know, 
So like Alana Evans, you know, video game slash former porn star. And a lot of independent female movie actresses because that, that was a theme at the time. Uh, Conan, if you're a pro wrestling fan from WCW, Impact Wrestling, AAA in Mexico. Probably where he's most known. I used to edit his podcast in Spanish called Podcast Boom. So he was a guest on my show. And then just some random one-shots that me and my ex-wife did together. Anyway, so if you find those there on YouTube, knock yourself out. There also might be some on a website called, modestly enough, The Great Entertainment Network, where a friend of mine, Harry Barnett, in the UK, had asked us to just take our episodes and replay them on his network, and I think they're still there. So you might be able to find the Ink Master episodes there. It's called The Great... I think it's called the Great Entertainment Network. Anyway, um, I guess that'll wrap it up for now. I tried to get to 20 minutes, but I did not write anything down or prepare anything for this. I just hit the record button and started rambling. So if you did listen, thanks. If you'd like to hear more, uh, let me know, and I will actually come up with a format and topics to talk about. God forbid. So until then, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, wipe your butts. And hopefully we'll all get out of this uh, panic slash pandemic soon. Bye for now.